Welcome to the Chicago League, uh, Chicago Beef League podcast. Uh, it's a great start so far. Uh, this is Chip. Uh, I am uh, joined with Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? Lovely. Thank you, Chip. <laughs> well, you you seem uh, to be in a um, rather less than stellar mood, um, much like me. Uh, you want to tell tell the the crowd how you what what's what caused your uh current emotional state no <laughs> well I'll, I'll cut into it that we we've we both lost last week yesterday uh in convincing fashion convincing being very very close and uh have set up this week to being um terrifying in the beef league so um I'm very, very uh, uh, frustrated right now with my team. How are you feeling? Well, we're going to obviously get into this in a little bit more depth. Um, you know, I had seven guys sit yesterday. It's a typical uh, Sunday. Just, sorry, typical so, Sunday. So, so we're recording on Monday. So on Sunday, the last day in which I had any opportunity to um, high, low, slash, take a category. Um, I had seven dudes sit, and that's annoying. That's it's seven. Seven people is not a standard Sunday. For, yes, it for, is. No, yes, it not is. for me. No. Not for you. Okay, that's a typical. Seven yeah. guys. Usually, my catcher will sit, uh, mm -hmm. or I might have a couple dudes, but seven. Well, so you have it, a lot of scrubs on your team. That's what that tells wow. me. You have a lot of like, you have a lot of guys who are in platoons or otherwise haven't won a position because, for for me, the guys that were sitting should not have been sitting. Of course. Oh, also, uh, news alert! Breaking news: Mike Boost Tacos injured again. <laughs> Can't catch a break. So, so I just want to point out my. I, I was not able to draft in the first or second round last year. I traded Aaron Judge to move into the third round and to get Josh Bell. Mm -hmm. And and a draft pick. Yeah, I, to move into the third round, to get a, the third round draft pick. And my third round draft pick, Mike Moustakos, has played all of probably three games this year. <laughs> my fourth round draft pick... Aaron Hicks died of AIDS <laughs> and my fifth round pick, I believe was Tyler Malley who I traded. Anyway, I, I'm not at all frustrated and I don't think it's coming through uh, on you know, the recording itself, but yeah, things couldn't be better for me. Okay. Well, uh, hold on one second. I, on, getting back to the injury or the taking a knee on, on Sundays, uh, over the course of the weekend, I had a number of players just take a day off in the in not not just a, a Sunday off, but taking like a Friday off. I had uh, JD Martinez, Raphael Devers, and Xander Bogarts each take a day off, just back to back to back. Then we had the, the five or six players that took a day on Sunday, like always. And Mookie Betts, I think, just you know, he only played with Thursday, Friday. And maybe Saturday, and then just took Sunday off, and now they just admit that he's not going to play full time anymore. Mind you, he was like one of the best players in baseball. I don't know, 
last year. So this is, which is interesting because I don't know if we got into this last week. I honestly don't remember, but this idea that I think going into next year, it's going to be a lot more difficult to identify a top 10 in fantasy. Now for our purposes in beef league, it really isn't maybe that great of a debate because regardless, the top hundred are going to be kept. So (laughs) whether whether Mookie Betts is a top 10 player, uh, won't, won't factor in for a lot of folks, but, but I do, I just, I want to point out that we're looking at guys like Chris Mielich, Mookie Betts, uh, Mike Trout has been injured a lot this year. I think, yeah, we already, uh, we, we did, a, a, I think, a, a rant on the top 10 players, and like Jose Ramirez was the only player who's been unscathed. <laughs> and, and that's, but, yeah, which means next year is his year. But my, my point <laughs> is, like, I think it, it's not just the unscathed, but like you bring up bets where, and, and I was um, connecting with the commissioner earlier this today via text, and it was one of these where, like, well, you know, he's got Frankie Lindor and Kristen Yelich. What do you do with guys like? That? Obviously, you keep them in our league, but how, how do you go about gauging and uh, any expectation with them? And I think to your point here, Mookie Betts is uh, can be lumped in with those two. Yes, there, and there's a, there's a number of these guys who um, who have been highly you know top ten players, and they just I mean we could d- d- spend a moment on the starting pitchers. I mean. Garrett Cole is like the only one <laughs> who's so, unscathed. And I think Walker Bueller might be in the number two pitcher. Chip, baseball. I, have, I, just, I have a really quick trivia question for you. And this is just a, an example of how bad my team is. Mm. Smooth Ron Acuna has been out for a month now. Yes. He is tied for second on my team in home runs. First, obviously, is Uribe 2.0, also known as Jose Ramirez who plays for the Cleveland Guardianes. Mm-hmm. My question is, who on my team is tied with Smooth Ron Acuna for having the second most home runs? The number is 24. 24 home runs. Um, Jose Ramirez? I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to cheat. I, no I, I don't want you to look it up. My, my point, Jose Ramirez is ahead of him at 31. Oh, okay. The player on my team with currently with these... Uh, Second most home runs is Avisales Garcia. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's a terrible team. That is a team with no power. Okay, like none. And mind you, I may or may not have Whoa. traded Polar Bear and some of those, but yes, uh, I think I overcorrected it- with my trade sprees uh, when I end up with Avisales Garcia as. My leading home run hitter. Okay, it was. It, we start. We we mentioned that in April that Evasale was a, a good buy low guy that you got. Um, he's panned out. He's been fine. He's been good. Yeah, he's like borderline keeper on my team right now. Hell, would you rather? Would you keep him over Yelich? No, but uh, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I I think this, exactly. yes, there's a no. lot. There's a number of players that are are. I, you didn't even think that they were borderline, but Yohan yes. Mankata, Yohan Mankata is not keeper worthy, even though he was hard. He was hard to ask you about uh, going into this year, right? Yeah, and, and interestingly, this—that's the thing about fantasy baseball, where you know, any any Sox broadcast when he's playing, they'll tell you he's you know third best uh, third baseman in WAR, 
And yet, according to CBS's uh, rankings uh, for our league, he's the 165th best player. <laughs> yeah, I think that those broadcasters are um, selling, yeah, selling something. War. No, I mean, it's it, that's a fact, right? But it's just that to me is also when it's often some of your trivia questions, you, you like to go to war because that is a, a true representation uh, or perhaps a truer representation of the quality of a player. Uh, but it, with respect to fantasy baseball, it doesn't necessarily translate, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually really curious. Where does he stand? It It's because he has, you know, the third best uh, defensive war um, in the league after Chapman and... Ryan McMahon, which is a weird. I don't know why he has such a good score, but probably because it's the first time they're actually letting him play third base. Uh, because they had Arredondo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's ahead of Arenado and Machado, but whatever. Defensive war is you have to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, it's better to look at it in multiple years. Um, anywho, so we, as an emotional state, we are a little sad, frustrated, angry. Um, and uh, I, I last week, I, I it was it felt really 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 frustrating to witness my team's just utter lack of getting the, their stuff together. It was really infuriating. Just seeing all the power or, or a couple of weeks earlier just gone. So disappointing. But so I think I've yes. realized one 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 of my kryptonites that I've, I've realized realized this year is stolen bases. Excuse me. Now, um, this is just, uh, I don't want to bury the lead here, but you are playing Vishnu this week. And uh, he has a a, a player named Starling Marte. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. I watched a couple games where he has been stealing like crazy. How many stolen bases does he have in the second half this year? Second half? I don't know, but he's got 40. And I don't think he had anywhere near that when he left before he went to... Mm-hmm. Uh, the A's. Mm-hmm. I guess thirty stolen bases in the second half. He has twenty-five. There you go. <laughs> and that's like in six weeks ish. That's a crazy, crazy number. And I so I just scrolled through this list, and uh, I I was mocking when I was looking at Ken's team and a number of other teams, and going like, why does anyone roster Rafael or Ortega or? Uh, Miles Straw or Nicky Lopez and all these like terrible players. And I'm like, now I'm looking at these stats for the second half and like they're like in the top 10 of stolen bases. Gregory Polanco, who just was cut today, today he was released by the Pirates. I thought it was yesterday. Uh, whatever, yesterday or today, but he was released. He has six stolen bases in the second half. <laughs> and I don't have a single player, not a single player in the top 50, 60. Oh boy, it's not good. I don't it's have anyone. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about stolen bases, to your point, T. Oscar uh, is my is my top T. Oscar. Jesus. Yeah, but here's so here's the thing too, because you traded for him. So mm-hmm. a, a good example of the uh, erratic nature of stolen bases is that I mean, the, when I traded for Laser Ramon, that was well before the trade deadline, maybe beginning of July, right? Mm-hmm. 
And this is, of course, before suspension. When I, I, I may have traded for him in June or May, yeah. frankly. I think it was May. It was, it was early. It, it was early, right? Yeah. And you, so yeah. Ken had him for approximately five weeks, six weeks, uh, during which time Laser Ramon had eight stolen bases. The time from when I got him to when he was suspended, he had a total of four. And so, and that was well more than five weeks. We're talking about basically, you know, at least eight weeks. So you get guys like that. And I think generally the category is like that outside of guys like Whit Merrillfield, uh, who has exceeded expectations in stolen bases this year. Totally. But it's, it's, it's my strategy for, for trying to, obtain the stolen bases was really just to identify some players who might not give me other things that I want, but I, mm-hmm. if I plan on having them over the course of the entire season, they will help out. Um, and anyway, but okay. So you're, th- th- that's my kryptonite. I think uh, everything else, I mean, I can complain in, about uh, Caper nine most of this year, but I kind of get that was, almost an intention of uh caper nines is is just a was it was it really no i mean to a certain extent the 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 starting pitchers i mean it's caper nines generally speaking i I, walker is not a over nine or a 10 caper nine guy lance lynn i did expect to have more it's not it hasn't been there but then the other guys that had the breakouts they just it hasn't really been a strong caper nine team like i kind of expected which might explain some of the stuff but the bigger thing was stolen bases yours the thing that i don't understand on your team is on base percentage your on base percentage percentage should be great but historically it always is and this year i concur what happened i concur chip if i could figure that out I it's the interesting thing is there there are some weeks where my on base percentage is just fine. And then there are some weeks where it's just everyone decided not to hit that week. And uh, at least that's the way it feels when I look at it. And, you know, it's, I think injuries have some play in that, but it's been disappointing to say the least. And, and, and perhaps maybe I overcompensated on some of the guys who like the Adelise Garcia, who I carried for a while, uh, who may have gotten me some stolen bases, but was just a killer when it came to, he didn't even have that many stolen bases this year. Anyway, now, I don't know. It's going to have to look at it during the off season. That being said, you are fourth tied for fourth in on-base percentage in the league year to date now uh i'm gonna take a quick gander at uh maybe the last 28 days instead and see where you rank i'm gonna just speculate here just throwing it out there that you're not fourth just i'm for the record i'm in top in on-base percentage which that doesn't mean jack when i'm well, last in stolen bases what we don't are you looking at cbs's uh statistics yes so here's what we don't know. How? Or, or, okay, maybe, you're still. Maybe you you're do. still. In the last 28 days, you're still number four. I'm very surprised by this. That might. So, it, it, there's a ton of teams like right in the middle, and then the bottom four are 
uh, Vishnu, Z, Sunil, and Jay. Jay is the worst on base percentage in the league. Well, so or here's second or third, whatever for the year. But here's my question, and this I think goes to whether or not how much we can rely on those numbers. Because, for example, I traded for Tommy Pham, good OBP. I traded for uh, what's his name, Grandal. I traded for some guys who replaced players on my roster who did not have OBPs that high. And my question is, I not my question, my what I'm guessing CBS does is they take those players year to date, add it all together, and rank it. So, for example, no. I, think that, I think there, that they do. I think that they do. No, so there's two different settings. There's an MLB setting, and then there's a fantasy setting. Uh, the fantasy setting is is limited to I think I I, mean, I can double check this, but I'm pretty sure it's it only takes the stats that are active stats for your team that apply to your team. So if you traded for a guy this week, your his stats this week are the only ones that count, not the previous one, weeks where he was not on your so team. So where are you looking at these settings, Jeff? Uh, go to stats and go to team totals under player status. And then toggle under stats, time frame, year to date, or whatever time frame. And then there's category standard. And there's a couple different types of categories. Right. But so that's just that's what you're considering. You're, you're saying that that is what that should be. Because that's what I've done. It's, it's oh, I see. So, so fantasy, MLB. Yeah. And you're saying the fantasy ones should be only ones that are applicable to your team for that active period. Basically, the real stats. Um, if you do MLB, that's basically everyone on your roster ever, uh, and anyone that's on your roster, including the reserves. Okay. So, just food for thought. Um, anyway, I, I guess your on-base percentage is not that bad, um, but in years past, you're usually number one, and you're not. Um, your Thanks stolen bases are ridiculous. Your st- stolen bases are like twenty. 19 above Sunil. And Sunil has Trey Turner and Otani and probably someone else. Um, guess how many stolen bases I have? <laughs> you have 148. Let's cut that in half and then subtract a six-pack. Wow, that's pretty astute, dude. I got 71. Yeah, um, tied with uh, Dave. And uh, Z has 69. Way to go. <laughs> Anyway, that this is it's interesting, but uh, just getting at kind of the it, stolen bases is my little kryptonite that I need to figure out how to. Maybe I need to just have a guy, a keeper who has a lot of stolen bases, like Starling Marte or something. I don't know. It's so or like Mercurial. I don't know. Raul Mondesi Jr. No. Okay. I prefer players that are actually playing, like have at bats and actually are active and not on my aisle. I'm just, that's my thing. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so while, while we're looking at this, while we're looking at um, stats here, before we go into the craziness that is going to be this week and yes. the next week, I, I think now would be a good time to dump in a, an email that we received in the pod pointing out, Mm. that what do, do you have the email handy chip or or do you oh. want me to uh i mean handy i got emails yes 
Um, here it is. You have emails. I have I have yeah. so many emails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so from anonymous. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to read it off? Yes. Okay. Fun fact: heading into this week, ten teams are within the range of 148 to 152 games started for their pitchers. Dave is at 144, and Vishnu is at 132. That uh, that is really strangely ironic. Um, stat is so what does that tell you um uh, well i mean on the, the without like going way deep on it it just tells me that every team is is filling us a, uh, a starting starting pitcher slot with someone who's actually going to pitch that week once it also tells me a lot of other things which i the one is i was expecting none of the no one in the league is loading up on two-star pitchers anymore Correct. Correct. Um, and I think the myth that some teams are lazy and not creating active rosters with, you know, if someone goes on the IL, they're they're swapping players out, um, which is good to, and great to hear. The usual suspects, the usual suspects, but not as bad as we probably thought. Uh, what were so your What was your reaction? So I'm kind of in the same thing with you. I don't know if I have the same conclusion. I mean, I look at a team that's down 20 starts over the course of 20 weeks, and they're basically playing five starters instead of six starters every week. Uh, and, 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 of course, it doesn't break down that easily, but – there, there are with with Team Vishnu, Autovish in particular, where he has really strong relief pitching. If he's only throwing out five starters and not having to fill that position with somebody who probably sucks because they're on the waiver wire, or at least mm-hmm. spend the time to try. And, and I should say, you can be successful finding guys in the wave, waiver wire. Look at what Lowe's done uh, in recent weeks. But where you don't do that and you're basically starting five guys instead of six, it's, I don't like it. And, and I think there, I, I think that this is an interesting point and obviously you know where I'm going with this, but mm-hmm. I think we should pe- start penalizing people for, for stuff like this. And, and I think it's, it's pretty easy. You penalize them with picks uh, and it's a look, take the top 10 teams and do or whatever number we want to come up with take the playoff team, something divide, you know, divide the number of starts by the number of teams and you come up with the average number. And if you are more than X percent or more than X starts under that, then you start getting, you know, we tear it, you start losing picks. And if it's extreme enough, then you lose your first round pick. Okay. Well, I hear you. Um, I'm all for it. I like uh, governance, Uh, but just to, are you aware of his relievers? You familiar? Yeah, no, he's had issues with some of them. With with you know, I'm sorry. Years, if your argument was from years past, totally makes sense. But this year, Chapman, awful. I mean, well, Chapman. Okay, Chapman has been okay. Chapman's stats for a large portion of this season were very good. He had a meltdown a month ago. And he hasn't been relied on. So I don't know if he's even healthy since, but I should probably check because I'm playing Vishnu this week. 
Well, okay, he's ranked 204 this year. Um, uh, Edwin Diaz, who's had a better year than years past. I mean, uh, you can go on about the his Mets experience, but you know, 348 ERA and 26 saves. I mean, it's fine, but your argument is is essentially positioning Vishnu as being um, he he gets to get away with it because he has good relievers. He hasn't is the point. Josh Hader's the only one. And honestly, he's gotten some saves. Uh, this is not including holds, but I don't think any of his guys qualify really for holds. They're all really closers. So um, it's not like th- these are superstars where CBS's system is under ranking them. Um, he's been just lazy. Uh, it, he missed probably a couple weeks. And that's your, your question. What should we do with someone who doesn't look at their team for a month? Right? Just in general. Yeah, but I mean, so the thing about Chapman, I I think if you take out a few of his games here, literally take out. The last month has been awful. Yeah, well, no, not even, I mean, he hasn't, last month has been bad, but there were three games at the beginning, end of June, beginning of July, where he just got blown up. And you take those, he's on pace for, he's going to have a higher ERA and a higher, whip than in years past but his k per nine is still on pace and my, my point is just that when you have when you have a hater a diaz and a chapman with ridiculously high k per nine and you're not drowning that out with a six starter who might be i don't know caleb smith or like uh spider neck you know just somebody who's average or below average it's going to inflate that stat and that stat is a win. That's a win category. That is a mm-hmm. category that you can win there. And this, you know, again, this is. It's. It, it, I think, I think you're, I think you're more infuriated with the idea than the, the reality of the stats. I because the reality, the, his like wins, he's punting wins, right? He probably wins K per nine, but he's always, I mean, wins, even if it, wins, isn't, wins as you're aware, isn't, it's, it's not something that you, you can try to load up your roster as best you can to win wins. And but it's, it's not something you, like you K per 9. Zero. You might still have zero, I know. Right. Um, and whereas K per 9, it's you th- – that is just who the pitcher is, right? Like, unless, of course, they go through what – I mean, even – hell, Chapman's even striking people out even though he's giving up runs is my point. And it's mm-hmm. – so that's just one category that he's getting there that I think is impacted by not managing roster and having active players on it. Fair. I, I, Cause it's not, it's a ratio category. It's not a, it's mm-hmm. not a counting category. Sure. Sure. All right. Let's move on because I'm and sure yeah. everyone's already rolling their eyes and saying, uh, <laughs> whatever it is that they're saying. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, yes. Anyway, I, the, the bigger thing about Vishnu's team to me is just, uh, he, He's if he gets the stolen bases on you, that's oh, he's already, interesting. He's already won. I have no home runs. <laughs> I have a terrible OBP this week, and I have no hope. So it's been twenty at bats, like twenty at bats out of hundred. So whatever. It's it's pretty much over. So um, let's move on and let's go to your matchup. You're getting smoked here, so that's great. Mm. Okay. Moving on beyond that, I want whoa, to talk whoa, whoa, about... Whoa, 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 whoa. I think something should be noted. Um, Jay is just on this note from Vishnu. Jay has 
is starting a player that does not have a start so far scheduled for him. Yeah, he's also been very sick, so I'm willing to give him a... Jay is not oh. a habitual... No, there's a difference oh, between okay. Okay. people who don't look at their rosters and people mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. for entire seasons and folks who are unable to look at a roster because they're sick. But okay. Okay. I will say... So so where, where I want to go next, I want to go to the craziness that may unfold this week. Because mm. let's do a quick recap of how last week ended. Yes, we should. We should. Um, I, let me before we start get into the, the weeds of things. Uh, last week, John put, did a nice post um, on the message board about the craziness that happened essentially as a result of yesterday, and uh, he essentially ruled that uh, top six teams have been set. But the truth is, it has not. There is uh, Zavo, while losing, I believe yesterday and last week, uh, yeah, he, he still did. has a shot, and his shot is that he has to beat Chen to get in. Because according to our wacky, weird rules, even though he's a game behind essentially uh, everyone, uh, if he wins, his head-to-head would go, I think, one to one. So it'd be split and then it would go to breakdown, overall breakdown. And he has like the worst breakdown of all the top seven teams. So he has to make a difference in that big time. Okay. So and basically, that's just, saying, and that's just Zavo. So basically, you're saying Zavo would have to 11 of the league. And so 11 clearly meaning that he will have beaten Chen. Yes. He'd even have a chance. I don't think he has 11 0, but he's got to do more than what he's done recently. We should be able to find out. So I'm going to really quickly do this. This is so hard. We're looking at Crips breakdown, 137 wins. We're looking at swing and miss, 115. Even if Zed was to 11-0 or 11 of the league, and in in so doing, Chen, he would lose that tiebreaker to Chen. So the six playoff teams have been set. Wait, say that again. <laughs> what I'm saying is, unless he had, I, let's see, what is his breakdown against Chen? Oh, no, I'm sorry. So, okay, you said it was going to be, see, this is your misinformation all the time. Totally. Swinging this beat Crips earlier. Oh, oh, sorry. So if he beat Crips. So if he, if beats, he beats Crips, he has the 2-0, the, the, tiebreaker over Crips and he yes Zed will be the sixth playoff team now if he loses Mm -hmm. so so if he loses there's no chance that he'll make the playoffs correct even though yeah so okay Mm. um all right now that being said that that's that's just Zavo that's just the sixth seed um that doesn't mean Chen if he if he wins is the sixth seed uh there's a, there's additional uh, nuttiness. So you yeah. and Jay were the top two seeds going into last week. You both lost. Yeah, I lost five and a half, four and a half back. to yes. to Lowe's and Jay lost five five. He lost to Auto Dave. Mm-hmm. Now you both lost, and John won, and he was a game back. So now the three of you are tied going into this week. And, and John, John beats Chen 
and Crips last week. Yes. Um, so John's breakdown, I mean, he's 13 and eight one, I think he's number one in, uh, overall power of the breakdown ranking. Uh, you are number two, uh, Chen is number three and I'm number four. Jay is number five. And then there's just a mess where Josh is apparently number six and he's never going to make the playoffs. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Josh does not make the playoffs this year. <laughs> he is out. And we we gave him a lot of time to fire sale. We warned him this may happen. No, and we told he, him it was going to happen. And he just ignored us. And, you know, I know what Josh is going to say if we had him on the pod. And he would say, well, I'm loyal and I don't want to trade trade my players. Well, it didn't do very well, but okay. Yeah. I'll be happy with them. And maybe you can invite him to the Freeman family barbecue. <laughs> Am I invited to that barbecue? I would love to attend that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so last week, uh, let me see here, week 21, uh, Ken beat me five and a half, four and a half. Um, this is another little storyline that Ken has now just behind the scenes just done his little little work where he's made trades to worsen his team, and yet he's won seemingly every week. Over the last five weeks. Well, it's because kind of he, tra- he traded people to me and I gave him people that didn't get hurt and I got players that got hurt or stuff. So you're to blame for giving him Pete Alonzo. Yes. God damn it. I, so I, I, I do want to make a quick breakdown comment here knowing that I'm in second place in breakdown. Mm-hmm. That there are only two teams against which I have a record under 500 in breakdown. And the first one is Jay. I'm I'm I've won ten and lost eleven to Jay in breakdown. Uh, I am one and one against him, which is pretty reflective of that. Uh, and I have won eight and lost thirteen to you. Mm-hmm. And I went zero and two against you. Noted. So sad. So sad. Yeah, I mean, if you want to like blame someone this year, you know, all your decisions, yes, you could, you could also do that. But I think you really should pin everything against me. Oh, obviously, that and the fact that Auto Day, this is this is the this is the stuff that drives me to madness. I <laughs> I have one and one against Auto Dave this year. In twenty one matchups this year, I would have lost to Dave three times. I beat him. <laughs> Nine out of every one, or for, for every nine wins, I lose once. And yet, I somehow managed to lose to him uh, that one week. And if you, I just, I don't think that other people have to deal with stuff like that. And I'm looking quickly, <laughs> I'm looking quickly, and the teams that dominate other teams don't, don't lose to them. Anyway, it's really frustrating, but that's why we play. Oh, it's a, it's a four. It's a four. Hold on. So mine's against Auto Dave. I just looked at this. Jay is 17 and four against Auto Dave, including the loss last week. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is sneaky. Uh, good yeah. timing. Good it's, timing. It's, exactly. Um, it's, it's a matter of timing. Anyway, okay. So, so. Yes. Rest of, 
Okay, well, okay. Do we want to go over the rest of the scores last week? Because obviously you lost to Ken, which was awesome. It's not awesome. And pretty, pretty much the fact that I lost was awful, but the fact that you lost and Jay lost and yeah, I, lost, I was trying. Like, I was trying to lift your spirits and hope you realize that like basically everything went your way if you lost, except it, for John winning. Yes, except for John. So eventually, we're going to have to make some sort of official declaration that John is i think he's a wizard i don't I think, think he so. is. i think mm -hmm. i think he has like somehow channeled the spirit of denny hawking and <laughs> the, the the denny hawking the man who's responsible for impossible things it, it has somehow ended up supporting the cambodia flying canucks and our commissioner well okay okay hold on i i wanted uh, before you go into a denny hawking uh, rant what, what uh, just a food for thought what team what baseball team is your team this year so for example jay is the cardinals right every year or the twins you could but that's like the twins from the 1980s really we're talking about uh what team are you this year are you the mets are you the I'm dodgers probably, i'm probably the boston red sox <laughs> Got off to a very strong start and have since been average. Hmm. I'm going to be the Astros, I think. God, yeah, look at you, cheat. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and because you rostered damn near third of their team. T two, two players. Anyway, uh, okay. So John is a wizard and uh, he's channeling the spirit of Denny Hawking, you were saying? No, I'm saying John wouldn't do that because John knows better. What I'm saying is Denny Hawking picked him. Like you don't D Denny Hawking's not something that you want to channel. It's just like <laughs> a when he's, you know, the wind behind your sails, you let it go, but you try not to acknowledge it because you know disaster and like all sorts of terrible things follow because Denny Hawking never did a good thing in his entire life. You know his Twitter handle is Big League Swings. Classic Denny Hawking. What a jack. You know what? Uh, all right. He, he's currently the manager of the Modesto Nuts. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Frankly, I'm surprised he's alive. I don't know how he's made it this far. Uh, how, uh, do you, did you know he was a switch hitter? The, Chip, there's nothing you can tell me about Denny Hawking that would surprise me. There just isn't. That you know, he had like the highest clutch number against the White Sox ever. You could make up nope. whatever stat, and I'd be like, Yeah, nope, nope. Um, actually, so he'd be tied with Carlos Guillen for having the highest clutch number against the White Sox, but in any case, his best uh, year was in 2000 when he hit 298 with four home runs, yeah, all against the White Sox, probably is my point. <laughs> so yeah. Anywho. Okay, so rounding out last week, we, we covered all the exciting stuff. No one cares. Sunny 6K beats Otto Vish. And that, oh, and then, of course, I think we, we did say this, but I just want to repeat it that uh, SM lost to Josh. And Josh's team has been not terrible since he lost any chance of making the playoffs, which is classic Josh or classic New York Giants football fan you pick. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I, I would like to just for Josh's sake, he we noted at the time his trade with with uh, John that it was a bad trade. That was a dumb trade. 
correct? Yeah, wasn't he on that week or the week after or something? Uh, yeah. He was on that week, and we called him out as being like, why did you do that trade? You didn't have to do that trade. Um, where he got Al- Alcantara and someone else. Like three players. Anyway, it was it was a bad trade for him. Um, and John, like, yeah, oh, he got Matt Chapman out of it. Um, John made, made out like a bandit, which, again, he's a wizard. It's just not fair. So this week, we, we mentioned that Z can make the playoffs. Swing and Miss can make the playoffs if they beat Krebs. And that would be the sixth seed. Correct. So top five seeds, that leaves me, you, Jay, mm-hmm. the commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Well, okay, so Ken plays... Oh, let's go into the matchups this week. Um, I, I, oh, I had to full toggle over to the full schedule. But So Ken has a... a John has a really a gimme against Dave. Uh, Ken has a, a gimme against Sunil. Um, you have a gimme against Vishnu, I think. Oh, but, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep in mind, I lost to Vishnu once already this year, and I was silent for a week thereafter, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we already noted mm-hmm. Zavo plays Chen, and I play Jay. And the the fun matchup of the week is going to be uh, Josh and Low. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. Um, but honestly, no one's. What, every, a what, lot of people will be probably paying attention to you versus Vishnu what, since you think you're eternally you screwed. Talking, what are you talking about? That low and just that's irrelevant no one cares about that matchup no not even you know who cares about that matchup low and low's gonna win it because low is always to win it as he reminded me last Mm -hmm. night after he beat me (laughs) uh josh is checked out because he's not gonna make the playoffs so why would he pay attention what i'm 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 just going out on him i think that those two teams are probably going to put up like the best stats of the week that's okay, that's different than what you said. Gotcha. That's okay. what I, it's gonna be the most interesting. Anyway, maybe the most interesting best stats are not that's synonymous, but anyway, they're not synonymous because the most interesting is clearly trips and swing and miss because that has a playoff berth at stake. True, that's number one, um, for sure. Um, so what we were kind of mentioning is just John has a has against Dave. I mean, if Dave beats him, whew, that'd be amazing, but uh, it's not gonna happen. It's not uh, going to happen because Dave, as I pointed out, Dave got lucky against me and Dave got lucky against Jay. It didn't happen in consecutive weeks. It's not going to happen again. It takes like it takes Auto Dave's team like five weeks to build up to this whole surprise disaster massacre thing. And then he goes back into irrelevancy. So it's not going to happen. Uh, John, is, John is riding a five-game win streak. This is Ken, by the way. Uh, but John is riding a five-game win streak here. He's he has the number one seed locked up. No, he doesn't. The question, the question no. is: Dave, Dave hit three home runs today already. The three. question is between me and Jay, mm-hmm. who's actually going to pull have pull his team's head out of the toilet at, in time <laughs> to win here? Because frankly, we're battling for the two seed and. Uh, yeah, okay. that's okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're 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 jumping ahead. I I think the the real big point is if I beat Jay and you lose 
and John loses. And Chen wins, for example. What happens? That's like pure chaos. Pure chaos. <laughs> I mean, I Ken's mean, going to win against Sunil, too, for the record. I mean, I mean that, that's a guarantee. Any tiebreaker that I go into, <laughs> with the exception of going in against Jay, I don't win the bat. Every tiebreaker where I'm involved with John, John wins the bat. Hmm. Really? You're yeah. one to one versus John. And he has me beaten breakdown. No, you're 11 and 10 versus him. Oh, overall, overall. Yeah, I guess yeah. the overall, he's up by six on you right now. I thought that uh, the way we do it is overall breakdown, and then yeah. the next tiebreaker is head to head breakdown. Head to head breakdown, and then overall breakdown. No, I thought it was the other way around. Uh, I think head to head, if it's. It, it, we, we'll probably uh, get an official confirmation, but I believe if it's between two teams, it's head to head breakdown. And then if there's still that would time, be like one to one. That would be rational. I don't think that that's the way it works, though. Now, you you, you against me, I beat you in breakdown. <laughs> in no one cares. In head to head. So obviously, I would be outrank uh, you. If this scenario was in this place, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it goes to head to head breakdown first. I think it goes to overall breakdown first because otherwise yeah. you'd look at matchup to matchup to matchup to matchup, which doesn't make sense, which is why you'd look at overall breakdown. And then if there's a tie, you'd go to head to head where you could take narrow it down from, let's say, if you were to do head to head, you'd have six teams tied and the numbers, it's going to be a total of, you know, six games. It's going to be nuts. Right. Yeah. It had to, so my point now, is that you can't you can't do it that way. You'd have to do it overall breakdown is the first sorry, first tiebreaker, of course, is head to head. Then your overall breakdown. Then overall breakdown. Yes, and that's it. That's no, it. No, I'm sorry, on. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. And then yes. And then the third one is head to head breakdown. I don't think there's a third one. I think it's just that, overall. It's head to head breakdown. Okay, that's crazy if we ever get there because no one's tied in actual breakdown. Oh God! Correct. Anyway, uh, yeah. So if if you know chaos ensues, there's gonna be a fun, fun, fun uh, Sunday night uh, evaluation of this, which yeah. is gonna be so exhausting. At this point, because the best you can do is tie a bunch of people. Are you kind mm -hmm. of hoping for chaos? I am. I mean, I, all that matters is me being Jay this week. Uh, and then whatever happens, happens. Um, but I'm kind of rooting for letting chaos happen. That's, that's, it, it seems to be the most fun outcome. So, and I have no idea what actually would happen if that, if that, what I just talked about actually happened. So I have a question. What happens if it's a hypothetical? Can loses mm. and becomes 12 and 10. Okay. Crips loses to Zed and becomes 12 and 10. Mm -hmm. And Zed wins, obviously, and becomes 12 and 10. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we were to do, I'm going to look at breakdown here. Yeah. The, I first, mean, the first thing we look at is head to head. Yeah. So those three would be tied. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
Cripps has what's his breakdown against swing and miss? He'd be one and one. Is that right? Yeah, he'd be one and one. Against Ken, he'd be one and one. Swing and miss is would be one and one against Cripps and one and one against Ken. And Ken would be one and one against both of them. Mm-hmm. So it would go to overall breakdown. Mm-hmm. And Chen would get the upper hand, I think. Overall, and I mean, Chen his, his breakdown. Like overall, yeah, Chen would get it. And then between Ken, he's at 118. So I take that back. Z could, Z still has to win to get to have that a scenario. Get in. Mm hmm. Nope. Okay, it's irrelevant. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm I'm digging down a rabbit hole. That's that's wrong. Because he would have. He would be Ken. Excuse me. He would be Crips two zero. So he'd have it the tiebreaker over Crips. Crips would have the tiebreaker over Ken because of overall breakdown. Is that right? right? That's right. I think. No matter what, I don't think any of these scenarios are going to happen. I'm pretty sure that uh, what you okay. started off okay. with, uh, bold, you, you and you what, and John are, go- are both going to win. Uh, I'm going to lose to Jay, and you guys are going to have some sort of like chaos at the top three. Um, Chen's going to beat Zavo, and then the bottom three seeds are, are going to be me, Chen, and Ken. That's what I what's probably going to happen, and I'm going to be disappointed. And I wonder if there's a chance for me to not make it like can Zavo that would be so awesome I don't think Zavo can uh, eliminate me I think he would eliminate Ken right after all of the things that you've (laughs) this pod spending this entire year just rooting against my team and wishing my team to do so poorly if you somehow fell out my team and I would laugh so hard. Well, I mean, if I lose in, in the whole scenario you just talked about, if Chen and uh, Chen wins, uh, I lose, and and Zabo wins, head to head, as we just kind of talked about, I think we're one and one. Did I just did I do that right? Yeah, we're one and one, and then my breakdown's way up, much better than his. So, actually, so how does Zabo get in? Because his his head to head with Crips is two and zero. Oh, that's that's the only way. Okay, yeah. Sorry. That right. So I and that's again. I don't know. Frankly, I don't know how we. John, John might be right because in the event where there's a tie of more than two teams, we might just skip the head to head and go straight to breakdown. Mm. I don't know because to your point, like Crips of of those teams, let's say everyone is one and one and one and one and one, one against each other, one another, except swing and miss is two and zero oh against Crips. Does Crips not make it then? And then can you and Zed make it? I don't know. Yeah. I thought Crips was a lock, but no, I it- think I think the point is that Crips is not a lock. And he's he he's actually in the in a rough spot. He has to win to get in. You're right. No, really, I didn't say it's, that. It's really between Zavo and, and Chen. 
Chen probably win has he has the odds like eighty percent odds of winning, maybe even higher. Actually, probably ninety nine percent because of what Zawa's been doing the last five weeks. But anyway, this neither here nor there. How how do we come up with these odds? Oh, I just they're obvious. I mean, have you ever looked at the models? It just makes sense. It's probably about ninety. It's about ninety eight point eight percent. The type of stuff I'm saying, you have some this credibility based on whatever it is that you do that no one understands, where you kind of come up with like the odds. And mm-hmm. some of us think that like you're you know counting toothpicks. You know, like we're like <laughs> okay, like Chip must have run some formula to do this, and instead you're just as much full of you know what as I am. Well, on this, absolutely. But like, okay, the difference between 98.8 and 80%, I mean, honestly, it's it's high. Chen's likely to be in the driver's seat here. That's all. That's all I mean. The percentage is totally made up. Yes, yes. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my. um, my. I think with that, uh, I think we need a break with for our sponsor. Sure. Let me get it. One more beer. Welcome back. We hope that you enjoyed our the word from our sponsor. That was Hello. The, that was the best read of the sponsor so far. Hello. Was it not? Yeah. Well, is this a new one or is this? Uh, are we still playing the one that you just whisper? Just because it's the last one, it's the best. That's all I mean. Okay. Anyhow. What's what's that thing called when people nowadays do that whole whisper? Like they talk and whisper. It's it's something like it's a trend or something. Yes, I've heard of it. Um, I forget what it's called. You know I, what I'm talking I, about, right? Yeah, no, I heard a podcast uh, with Brian Eno talking about it. Yes, <laughs> that's probably the same thing I listen to. <laughs> right. Anyway, it, it uh, how people are yeah fanatical about listening to people whisper. Um, yeah, and it's, it's like weird. either like it's either like a sexual thing or it's like a it calms them or something. What's I forget. Uh, I'm not going to look up the acronym, but it's like something SFH or something. I don't know. Anywho, that's the acronym we need to find so that everyone else can look it up for us uh, and send us follow questions. Okay, so next steps. What are we talking about, Jim? <laughs> Tell me about something. Uh, so I, well, I, I, we, we, we didn't, we kind of glossed over pleasantries uh, for the past week in our lives, and uh, I have my hashtag worst parenting um, uh, of the week. Cannot wait uh, to hear this. No, 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 <laughs> that is not how you you told me it wasn't of the week. It was worst parenting ever. Hashtag. Well, I mean, every week it only gets worse. That's all I mean. I mean. Yeah, I mean, are fishing hooks involved? No, surprisingly not. But um, there's always next week. Um, Anyway, uh, so this time uh, I took Maddie to the grocery store, and he uh, he has has he's an interest in doing um, outrageous things and or um, like the coolest things and the scariest things and all that kind of stuff. And I've been I talking. Just, I, I need to cut you off for one second. You are mm-hmm. so screwed when this kid gets a cell phone. <laughs> when this kid gets a cell phone and social media, he'll be lucky to get into college. Well, before I get into like what I actually did, which you all will probably judge me. No, no, none of you will probably. But Kate did. Um, he's he, <laughs> he's totally into like uh, Tesla. He's into like really fast race cars. And I remember the, that that moment when I was a kid of like reading Tour de 
registry with Rob Trossman and, and like looking over all the Porsches and the, the and, DuPont registry. Yeah, do yeah, that that's it. DuPont registry. Uh and looking at all the really expensive cars and all that kind of stuff. Um and so he's like he'll see YouTube kids videos where like people try really um really, really hot peppers and like do challenges of, of that nature. Anyway, he uh he's been talking about wanting to taste a Grim Reaper or like a Carolina Reaper or a ghost pepper, etc. And I've always come I've been pe- pickling or fermenting peppers at home, making hot sauce. Uh, and he tries like some of the like, I don't know, jalapenos and maybe uh, uh, some of the variations of those that are that are kind of hot. And he'll say them they're really hot, blah blah blah. But then he saw ghost peppers at the grocery store, and so he want he really wanted to get them. So we brought them home, and after dinner, as his dessert, he wanted to have a ghost pepper, which. I looked at Kate and Kate's like, no, please don't do this. Okay. Also, hold on. So for starters, I want to say I'm actually really proud of you that you didn't just let him eat it right there at the grocery store. Because frankly, that's exactly what I thought you would have done. We're just being like, Hey Maddie, we're not going to buy it because you're not going to like it. So just eat it right here. And then chaos would ensue. Anyway, Kate says it's a bad idea. You, don't give and- me a lo- you, you, you do not give me any credit for being a halfway decent parent halfway decent I, mean, I don't know if it's limited to parenting or just as a person <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so my approach and my approach is that if you're going to do something really incredibly stupid as i kind of explained this to afterwards to maddie i'm like if you're saying you you can withstand a, a, a 20 pound dumbbell dropping it on your foot and it won't hurt i mean you as long as you're doing it with me and you have ice nearby and, and I can, I can, you know, make the experience at least tolerable. I'm all for you doing something stupid and hurting yourself. Um, to which he, he kind of is like, wait, that is that how it really is? And anyway, I, I asked him to get some rubber gloves and get a, a, a small knife. And I did all the cutting and uh, I trimmed out all the seeds and capsaicin and all the kind of the ribs and uh, gave him just a little piece, like the size of your fingernail, of of uh, ghost pepper, and he he tasted it, and he's like, "Oh, that wasn't spicy." So I take a piece, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's really spicy." And then Kate takes one and and tastes like even like a quarter of what we we had tasted, and and she tastes it, and she's like, "Oh my god, you evil evil man!" <laughs> and she she runs to the sink, spits it out. Uh, Maddie goes from, "Oh, that wasn't very hot," to eyes welling up in in tears it's just pouring down his face and he's crying like you've never seen a kid cry and it's like and the thing that kate that i think that the the reason why i said i'm the worst parent is that i didn't i wasn't sad at all i like i had like a complete like dead face of just saying like yeah you brought this on yourself i warned you and he he just it, it like maddie do you want some water he's like the water's not helping i'm like yeah the water's probably not gonna help for a little while how about milk <laughs> we got milk out i'm like gargle the milk milk it will milk will help but uh i wouldn't swallow it i just gargle it and spit it out if you want i don't know that's just how i go i roll um we could do you want some watermelon <laughs> is there something can we distract you we got an, a popsicle out and he started sucking in the popsicle and i'm like okay it's time for bed buddy and he's like my teeth might still really hot 
It's like, time <laughs> for bed. <laughs> because a kid whose mouth is burning is going to be able to fall asleep. Yeah, and so again, Kate was like just shaking her head constantly and just like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then, it, but in the end, Maddie did it. He got through it. He ate a popsicle to calm himself down. But it was, it was, I asked him, like, are you ever going to do that again? He's like, no, not at all. Um, but then he jokes and says, like, yeah, I could do it. I could do it again. I could do it again. I'm like, are you, are you serious? You're going to do it again? Why would you do that to yourself? I mean, I, I, I could, I handled that little piece. It's, for an, I think for an average person who likes spicy food, it's not that bad, but holy Moses, for a little kid, that is a terrifying, yeah, hot thing. I don't know, man. How would you yeah. do? How would you do with hot, hot food like that? So I just, so here's my thing. And, and I appreciate this idea that, you know, if you're going to do something stupid, do it, do it at home, do, do it, at do home it like and do it supervised. Safe. And yeah, but that kind of reminds me of, you know, in high school when and you've heard the story but after my dad died my oldest brother came to me and was and he basically said you know hey man like if you ever want to do any drugs uh you know like anything you know just let me know i can get it for you it's not going to be some crap that some you know like other person and like we can do it like together and you know, and and it kind of, I mean, for, there there are a lot of observations that I made with that, which is kind of like, do you know me at all? Like at that point, I wasn't doing anything. Nothing. Um, nothing. No. And and you know, like, and, and not that I like, I to, to this day, the only drug I've ever done is you know, pot. I've smoked pot, you know, but apart from, I haven't done anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's what it was like he's like oh he's like telling me all this but it's like okay, like so i don't know i don't know and i i get it i get the and so i'm not trying to compare you telling your son that he can try ghost pepper in the kitchen with you <laughs> with like using illegal drugs but at the same time it's kind of like there there comes a point where you're the hypothetical leading into this was if he wants to do curls with a 20 pound dumbbell and it falls in his foot that's fine as long as i'm there and part of me is like that's a really easily avoidable scenario where you can just kind of like nip that in the bud and be like no dude you just frankly cannot do it and if it falls in your leg you're gonna have a broken foot which means you're not gonna be able to play soccer you're not gonna be able to run around Mm -hmm. you're gonna be Mm -hmm. sitting in your bed all day and i'm gonna make you read Mm -hmm. and there are other ways of kind of you know putting off some of these things these desires that your child might want to partake in that um again i i'm grateful i don't have kids because while i love making fun of you and judging on the podcast i have no idea what i would do in real life uh and i would probably be like that's a stupid thing go to your room and think about what you said (laughs) um go sit on your hands uh anyway yeah I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think it's funny. I'm glad he's okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever tried to go ghost pepper. Uh, I don't know why you would, to be honest. As Kate, uh, Kate kind of pointed out, like, um, I'm kind, I'm kind of glad that it was in a container, you know, not like loose. Um, 
because then someone's going to touch it and, and like touch their face and then it's going to be pain everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, why would you buy them? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I like spicy food. I like things to be spicy, but it's kind of like when we went to the wing fest in Chicago and Buffalo wild wings only brought their like super atomic spicy as hell wing. And I forget how I was coaxed into trying it, but like it ruined the flavor of every other wing I tried after it. And I didn't eat a Buffalo Wild Wings for years after that because I was so pissed at them. I was like, this isn't like, this isn't some, the contest to see like who can do the, eat this stupidest hot wing. It's, you know, you're supposed to bring wings that taste good and can't taste anything if it's that spot, that hot. I, I, I'm just going to point out that I think that, uh, People who are familiar with some of the more spicy food, the cuisines like Indian and some of the Asian cuisines, there is something to the effect of the an experience of with like Szechuan and and or Indian or Cantonese that's just is kind of crazy spicy or Thai. Um, but what and, I've always wondered. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, it just my point is that there is there there's a thing about spicy foods bringing out an additional like layer of flavor i'm curious about it i i i'm again i'm always fascinated by flavors and and experiencing new things and i kind of want to make sure my kids get that experience with that in in a safe way but uh dude i mean i'm like buffalo wild wings the blazing flavor like i just remember a friend of mine trying it and having six wings and he afterwards he had to get and ken knows the story of tim he had, he laid he had to like lay in his uh his truck bed uh for like four hours to recover from that experience and I'm like was that fun was that worth it I don't think that's right? really worth it that's but not that's, really worth it. but what I wonder to and, and I think you raise an interesting point with you know culturally like and maybe you know this is this might be something I don't know if um if Josh's wife likes uh super spicy food but i bet i know he is going to an indian wedding at some point uh or may was either last weekend anyway my point mm-hmm. is I, I would be interested to know what actual sensation that folks get from so so and where i'm going with this is just with this the szechuan szechuan peppers uh which is like if you're ever eating chinese food it's the dried red pepper that is in there that no one ever eats and you just take out um, I should say, I don't know, maybe some people eat them, but I, I, I uh, well, I, sorry. Well, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify. The Szechuan peppercorns are a peppercorn, like a brown, a black peppercorn. Um, Correct. but they give it like, they're very unique in that they give you a, like a spice, the spicy feeling that they, they numb, it numbs your tongue. I, I bought a huge package of it, like an, an insane amount of it, which I regret immediately. But uh, it's yeah, I bought like four pounds of Szechuan peppercorns, and honestly, you're gonna use like two peppercorns in a dish uh, to get the experience. And I've always o- overdone it. Anyway, Szechuan peppercorns are different than peppers. Just to just to clarify. Right, but I'm talking about Szechuan peppers or cayenne peppers. I've never seen a Szechuan pepper before. That's yes, you have. It's the pepper that they put in all Chinese food. It's the red pepper that's dried. It's kind of like a, a, a cayenne, like small. Sorry, it's it is it is a like it's not ground. It's like a, a red pepper. 
anyway, like a, whole, a whole thing, right? Correct. A dried pepper mm-hmm. that they add to it. Okay. It's different than a peppercorn. Anyway, carry on. 100% different than a peppercorn. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is just the pepper itself. I'm looking this up and I don't, I don't see. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Then maybe it's not called the Szechuan pepper. It's the Chinese food pepper. Let's call it that. Okay. I did, now does that ring a bell? It's, it's the peppercorns. Anyway, they're small. Little, little pepper. The story is ruined. <laughs> I, I, said, I, I, I warned everyone that I was going to ruin this week. Yeah, you, long and short, I got the numbing sensation. I was texting people like, I might be dying. I think I'm having an allergic reaction. I've never had this before because I never eat the peppers. And I ordered from a place that like sliced it up really small and it was mixed in. So I was eating them the whole time. No, and don't eat them. Don't eat them. My point is that <sighs> it was like super numbing. And so my question is culturally like, so someone who eats Chinese food regularly in China where they cook with this often do they like it completely numbed my mouth, including my lips and like, and started like numbing my throat. Right. Like I'm talking about like numb, numb. You so, might have had an allergic reaction to a certain extent. But that's what, no, so that's what I'm saying. Where like, it felt like, you know, if it wasn't numb, it would have, it, and there was no swelling. There was no, mm-hmm. so it wasn't an allergic reaction. It was anyway. The point is, is that the sensation that the folks who eat it regularly go for? Because when you do that, you can't taste, the food and if you're going for that sensation fine and if that's culturally what people enjoy out of that then great but is there another level i think this is your question and is there another level where they can kind of have the best of both worlds of like getting that numb sensation but also being able to taste food which for me i couldn't once i hit that point yes so uh Okay, I, I'm no expert on these things, but uh, Szechuan peppercorns produce a phenomenon called paraesthesia. Are you reading it from Wikipedia? I, no, the, I'm looking this up only because I've seen a show on uh, on this. Are you uh, looking this up on Wikipedia? A, no, there's a Chinese okay. the word that I I so story here is that I've I was curious about making some of the um, the crazy like mixes of uh, Chinese. Uh, XO is a, is one of them. Um, there's fish sauce. There's XO. XO is kind of like almost like a solid version of a fish sauce. Anyway, there's another thing that, that there's a there's a there's an experience in, in Chinese food culture of of called ma, where you add these spices and it 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 kind of elevates the experience from just not just a spicy and intense like savoriness and all that kind of stuff, but like your tongue like your tongue like vibrates and your your lips go numb and it's some people think of it as you get like kind of like high um and they could they people say that the szechuan peppercorns and that whole experience of ma is like addictive <clears throat> now i've never had gone i've never had any of that stuff as being like that way um but it, it, I, i'm very curious i really would love to go to like mission the mission district in in san francisco and and try some of the restaurants there that have um, that have some of these, you know, uh, meals like that, where it's really like really well done, but it's a crazy different uh, spiciness. Interesting. I, I know, right? Like I, I'm thinking we should of probably Buffalo find Wild, out. Like, like Buff Buff Joe's. 
like you you don't like i think the way we're getting back to your essential point the suicide wings why would you get the suicide wings it's a waste right it's the same thing as the regular spicy it's just they throw on additional uh uh uh, pickled jalapenos right correct it's it which is fine it's fine but people were saying like it's always spicier it's so much spicier no it's not it's the same thing just more no, I, I agree with you i just i just it's it to me it's the same thing uh but i also don't like wings with pickled jalapenos on them now if you put suicide sauce on top of cheddar chips totally then that would work now but, what flavor did you go to and get at buffalo wild wings when you went i just got regular you just got regular like spicy you would you didn't do like the whole garlic or I'm sorry, um, Buffalo Wild Wings? I'm sorry. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Buff Joe's. Um, what flavor? No, I... There's like so, 15 okay, flavors. There's like 15 flavors. And Jay would get teriyaki. Um, there was always like the, the run-of-the-mill um, spicy yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I would get their... I, I would get their Buffalo version. I mean, here's here's my thing with wings. and I, I think this is very simple. I think there are two types of wings. There are Asian wings, and then there's Buffalo wings. I think adding anything else like garlic or like cheese, like Parmesan garlic, like in Seattle, people do like Parmesan garlic wings and all this. Like, that's I'm not, sorry. That's not, that's not wings. Like if you want, if you want garlic and Parmesan on your chicken, then buy a freaking chicken breast. Because when you fry wings, the only thing that you should be put on is, should be put on them is some version of Buffalo wing sauce or different Asian sauces. That's my opinion. And that's so, so I will go if, if I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll do, or like Wingstop is a place here, um, it would, a national chain, right? And they have like all these different flavors. Then I'll do their Buffalo version and then I'll do like their hot, spicy Korean version. Those are the things I'll get. Sure. And sure. if I'm getting a ton of wings, then I might get some that are dry rub just because, you know, I mean, for me, a ton of wings is like, over 24 so we're talking about like you know i'm kind of sauced out at that point and want something that's more closely resembles like fried chicken um okay, anyway I, I i sit kind of outside of you of I, I like a little spice i when i go to buffalo wild wings i do like mango habanero or um i think it was like a spicy garlic somewhere in between those two there's a number of flavors that are are now out with i haven't been to buffalo wild wings in like five years Something like that. They now have like a buffalo flavor. I didn't think they ever had a buffalo dry or wet version. Um, yes. But they now do. They did, yeah. They used to do like, it was like hot number three or something. Like they had like mm-hmm. five. I hate places that have like five versions of hot. And then, <laughs> and like, okay. So there's a place called Wing Dome in Seattle, which is awful. Super overpriced. The wings are like smaller than Buff Joe's wings. And they're even stingier with their ranch than buff joe's is <laughs> but in any case wing dome they have like hot one all the way to hot five and then they have a buffalo flavor okay is so i want to know what biggest? is what is hot one through hot five just like pepper like it's the stupidest like what other flavor are you adding to that it's just the dumbest thing on earth it's pepper flavor i mean yeah it's dumb <laughs> Dumb. So dumb. Okay. okay. All right. So anyway, in any case, I'm father of the year uh, for subjecting my kid to through that uh, 
ghost pepper experience. Um, but I, you know, I, I like, I, I like spicy things, uh, from time to time. I've, I've had a spiced beer, like, and I used to go to the nearby bar and subject whoever would visit to try it. And they would always, uh, hate me for offering it to you. I think you tried that spicy beer. Um, I think it was like a, some sort of crazy hot spice too. Um, it was a blonde beer. Do you remember this at all? Yes, but Chip, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Sorry, let's take a second here because I think I may have lost some of this recording. How? It's recording. Is it? Okay. It's not showing that it's recording on my screen. It's showing on mine. 23 minutes now. Okay. All right. You'll have to cut that out. So go <laughs> ahead. Yes, I think that... Okay, sorry. Five, four. Yeah, I think I think you did have me try that. It was crazy uh, spicy. But on the flip side, um, I've also take... I take the kids to this noodle place. They make hand-pulled noodles. That it's They're great. Um, but every time I call, A, they don't remember me. And I, I go there like once a month for like four straight years. And they still don't know my name. Um, yes. Bless their souls. But um, they ask like a spice level. And I'm always like uh, five. And their scale goes to four. And I'm like, just get, spice it up as much as you can. And uh, they're like, are you sure? And they, and they always try. And it's not all that spicy. It's like, you know, just nothing all that, that spicy. Kate will try and go like, uh, that's not even all that spicy to her. But she's like, ah, it's probably not enjoyable to me. Um, I find this anyway. My what I'm kind of getting at is I, I find spice levels being actually interesting. It adds elements to the experience. You, I get the impression, do not. Generally speaking, you are not a big fan of. You don't think that adding spice really all that changes things. Uh, no, I, I don't think that that's true. I, I prefer spicy food. And so uh, I, I, and when flavorful. I say spice. Flavorful with a little spice. So, so here we go. And, and that's where I think that when I say spice, I don't necessarily mean hot. I mean, I prefer food that has, good, like that is flavorful. Uh, and to the extent that it does have, that it is hot. Uh, and again, I'm using the wrong word there, but uh, to, to, to the extent that it is spicy in the sense that we're talking about burning your mouth, I'm totally cool with that in most cases, as long as I can continue to taste the food, right? Like to, to, to me, it's the whole idea of like, if I'm tasting something that is going to overpower my taste buds to the point where I cannot taste any of the flavor, then I will continue to eat it, but then I kind of hate it because it's like, well, I should stop eating and protest this because why am I eating? If I can't taste it, I'm just eating to eat. And it's not good, especially when you've ordered like, you know, 24 wings and after like wing two, you can't taste anything. So anyway, I have, and, and it's, I think part of it is like, so like Lithuanian food is like super bland. Like you get salt and pepper, you know, and that's mm -hmm. it. And, uh, so like, I don't know, I, I like Asian food, uh, of all kinds. I like, you know, Mexican food and stuff like that. And Mexican food too is like, it's very flavorful. It's not necessarily spicy. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the, so my point is just that if it gets to the point where I can't taste it, then I'm out because it's stupid. 
I, I hear you. I, I hear you on that. I'm on the, on the I'm on the edge of that. Uh, just looking for trying something new. That's all. Yeah. No, you're on the edge of this is intriguing to you. So you're going to see what it you know see how badly it will Subject burn myself. before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this, which is interesting. I mean, before you go to the mission to do all this stuff uh, and eat the Tony Ma food, whatever, you know, um, I would just like get checked for allergies because if you have an allergic reaction to that stuff, dude, that's not good. And they're not going to have an EpiPen and it's not fun. And I say this only because I believe that today you told me that you are aller- yesterday. Sorry. You told me that oh, you are allergic today. to peaches today. Yeah. I'm allergic You're to allergic fresh, to fresh I, peaches. I believe in the last two months I've learned that I'm allergic to eggplant and fresh peaches. Well, eggplant makes sense because it sucks. But you know, I don't I yeah. Anyway, I think So what is I'm it about fresh peaches that you're allergic to that wouldn't exist in like, say, canned peaches? Well, okay. This we are totally off the reservation with this. Um, but uh, a, I, I think I'm pretty sure it's it, there's some sort of um, yeast or or bacteria or something like that that is on the flesh of peaches. Um, so like when you go to a farm stand or you go to like you p- actually pitch pick peaches from a tree, um, I get like a a little skin reaction and like my, I I get the whole uh, histamine feeling where like my skin's crawling and something's go- like freaking out um which is a fantastic feeling um aka not at all um but if you freeze f- fruit you kill that um which in my in my home brewing stuff like they advocate that you have you have to either it- boil or you have to freeze your stuff to kill any bacteria or whatever organism is on the um and that's why they always recommend washing your fruit too but so Theoretically, if you were to wash or peel the peach, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't be allergic to it. Correct. <clears throat> However, uh, so you're not really allergic I, I washed mine. I washed mine uh, this past weekend to double Did you check peel it. it? No, <clears throat> but I think that the yeast is on the inside as well, or whatever the, the organism is that's causing all this um, is on the inside too. Okay. So like the, the thing about peaches is like, you know, fresh stone peaches where like you, you can literally just take an, a butter knife and just like break it open and the, the pit falls out essentially, or it's, it's super duper easy. Um, nectarines are a pain in the ass, but um, peaches are just delightful. One of my favorite fruits too. Um, but I've realized it doesn't give me like a, a skin reaction either. Um, when I consume it, 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 uh, it just causes chaos in my stomach just it's a nightmare anyway <laughs> that's what people are paying good money to to listen to uh so I, I think i'm allergic to that um it'll be interesting to see what uh my my next fruit beer that i'm making uh how it how it handles the frozen peaches and if that does anything to my insides but i have i have a couple of beers that i've been aging that were aged on peaches and apricots and whatnot and i, I didn't have any reaction to those have you ever done one of those tests where yes. you basically... Yes, nothing. Wait, how, how do you know where I'm going with this? I've done the whole allergy test. I went to like a doctor and a skin doctor and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, not that. They not did that. the strawberry tests and they came back with... I did like, I think, 20, 24 tests of not the various that. ones. Not that. Nothing. Not like actual medical tests. But like, you oh. know, they have the... Uh, um, 
like all the people now who like can't eat random things. Yes. Choose health. Like, Choose health. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. So the, now there's a couple brands or companies. And I, I'm doing this. This is why I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I have a package of it on my desk here um, where you can essentially take it. They send you a package. You essentially prick your finger, take a couple samples, you put it into a container or whatever, and you mail it back to them and they do it. They do a reading of it. And it tells you like, you should be working out more. You should be doing certain, certain things more. You should be eating this more. You should, and all those like different types of dietary things. Is that where you're going with all this? Kind of, but not like a blood test. It's a, this is like a fast and then you introduce. Uh, so this, I have a friend here who was going through a lot of gastro issues and basically was, you know, had to effectively fast. Um, oh, yeah. Get everything out of his system. And then they started, you slowly start introducing, mm -hmm. you know, staple, like different foods, but like staples, right? And then the idea is like, when this is all that's in your stomach, like, how do you feel? And then when you eat, the, you know, like, so like, for example, like if you, you might find that even though you eat eggs every day, uh, or you had eaten eggs every day, that when you eat just eggs and you're kind of like have a clear system that your body just doesn't react that well to them. It's not that you, it's not an allergic reaction. It's not a, you know, like that you have to immediately go to the can. Although I think that is one of the things that could happen. But the point is just like you're, you're supposed to be able to feel how foods impact you so that you can eat certain things and not other things. Um, and it's not, is I don't think it's a scientific type thing. It might, I mean, the, the process might be scientific, but I don't think it's, you know, like looking at blood samples or, uh, you know, like the, the allergy test of the doctors. Have. I think you're, I think you're, you're, you're mentioning an elimination diet, which I've, I haven't really done yet, but I'm probably due for doing something like that since I've had so many allergic reactions over the last 15 years. I have an EpiPen too. Uh, the doctor essentially just said, like, here, just take this. Uh, and if anything like this comes, happens again, stab yourself. Um, because I had allergic reaction that uh, started closing my throat. Um, and then, like, they left me in the ER for, like, an hour. Um, and not, like, no nurses really knew what to do with me. Uh, it was kind of terrifying at the time since I really couldn't breathe and... Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you you have allergic reactions and you go to the ER. And now we have like COVID going on where all the ERs are essentially taken up. And I would have died probably if I had that nowadays. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's not do this whole trip to the mission uh, for uh, until uh, well, even I guess if you have an EpiPen, you should be okay because I should be okay. I, I travel with EpiPens. That's what I do. Did you have one when you were in Alaska? No. Well, um, I think I did actually. Yeah. Sorry, I did. Never mind. Um, Good for yeah. you, man. I, I I come prepared. I'm I'm packed, man. So just so that you know, in the future, when you travel with people and you have an EpiPen, it's a good idea to let them know that you have an EpiPen in the event that something happens and you're incapacitated and you 
yourself cannot give yourself the shot, mm. then they would know and or they could notify people like, hey, he's having another reaction. Does anyone have an EpiPen if you don't have it with you? Or anyway, I'm just saying these are like food for thought as you kind of, you know, now, now I'm worried when you're traveling alone, you know, to Europe, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know? it, it's good. It's good feedback. It's good feedback. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that, that's, uh, I, I guess that closes the loop on the ghost pepper, uh, parenting, um, advice. So, uh, is, do we have any other, uh, topics for the, the, uh, to cover? I don't have any other topics to cover. I, I do want mm-hmm. to uh, thank everyone for listening. You, you have something else? Go ahead. I have, I have one more thing to just close everything out. Let's um, do it. We mentioned something earlier about um, that acronym that uh, talking slowly or talking softly. Yes. <laughs> it's ASMR, audio sensory meridian response. I don't understand this. ASMR. I think I'm going to start in. ASMR pod. Pod? Okay. No, a pod. It's just going to be me reading excerpts from various stuff. You're yeah. Going no, see, I feel like that defeats the purpose, which is why I need to read it because otherwise it would be just, you know, bad messages to people. Um, Death talking like, is amazing. Is that type of thing? That is actually something that I may have heard in a nightmare. Someone whispering <laughs> that to me. Uh, and then a huge fight broke out, like at the White Sox Cubs game in in the outfield. Uh, Ronald Acuna has cancer. Sorry, is, is that wow. is that is that no? Wow! No, now no. you're just wishing things on people who otherwise have never deserved it. Uh, unlike Denny Hawking, who does deserve it all. <laughs> uh, so yes, I I, I want to. So I just want to quickly say here that uh, I want to thank all everyone for listening and i want to encourage folks to continue listening we have uh raised three dollars and 79 cents really from anchor so far as our sponsor Mm. so we're talking about big money here folks uh and if you Mm -hmm. continue listening we might close out the year at over four bucks which will be a new record for us uh and Anyway, I just want to throw that in there. And, 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 and it's my way of saying thank you for listening, not because we're doing anything that money, because it's sitting somewhere, uh, but to say thank you for listening and please continue to listen. And stay tuned for next week where we, at the time, when, when we're going to record on Sunday night, maybe, uh, I, I'd like to kind of do a Sunday night I think so. Yeah. Recording when it's all fresh and live and kind of chaos is happening and we're all sending texts to one another. I, I think that'd be fun. Um, so I, yeah. stay I, we're, tuned, we're, we're, we're West coast. So we probably will see the last of the, the last games um, and we'll probably record at night. So, um, and it's the day before labor day. So I think we can go especially late. Um, oh yeah. I mean, no bedtime. <laughs> unless there's a, uh, a Padres Dodgers game that goes into the 19th inning and it's 4 a.m. and we're going like screw this um, no I'll, I'll be up for that <laughs> I've, got, I've got some Padres and Jay, Jay has some Dodgers and I don't know if Kamish has either one uh, but any case yes. uh, 
So thank you everyone for listening. Chip, do you want to do a, a nice little awkward goodbye here? Do you have a quote for us? I do not. I'm not going to do an awkward goodbye. I think ASMR is enough to make you all look that up and go, what the hell? And um, you let us know if you uh, think highly of that uh, weird uh, uh, experience. I'll just leave it at that. I'll let Vesta whine her, <laughs> whine us away. Night, y'all. What are you wearing? Is there anybody in there?